Este es el día que el Señor ha hecho. Nos gozaremos y alegraremos en él. C'est ici la journée que le Seigneur a faite, qu'elle soit pour nous un sujet d'allégresse et de joie. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. One of the things that I learned from having friends and family go through recovery from various addictions is that you really can only take a day at a time. That's if you're struggling with an addiction or not. We only get a day. Remember with the manna, if you tried to take more than one day's worth, what would happen? The manna would go spoil. So we have to try to take a day at a time. This is a song called, This is the Day.
Thank you very much. And uh, we do need to uh, come to the, the, the gospel. We need to come to the, the word. We need to come to faith in Christ as little children. And the minute we grow up, remember that Toys R Us commercial, I don't want to grow up? I'm a Toys R Us kid. Well, I don't want to grow up. Not when it comes to trying to live this life under the sun. And uh, that's the thing, that's a theme that you hear um, Solomon talk about a lot, you know, life under the sun. And um, as, as you know, today I, I come with a heavy heart. Um, some of you may not have had the privilege of knowing John Kilzer personally, but I bet just about everybody here was impacted by his music or his ministry in one way or another. Um, if you're here today and you were a, a part of John's recovery ministry, I'm going to ask you to, for a bold and courageous uh, thing to raise your hand if you were a part of his, his um, recovery ministry. Thank you for raising your hands um, because I think it's important today for us to kind of be real. And um, so we're not going to come with any sort of uh, false faces today. Um, I'll, I'll read the scripture first, and I want to share a story with you. Go to Psalms 54, if, if you have a Bible with you. Most of you have one on your phone, or you should now that you can. Psalm 54. Psalm 54. Save me, O God, by your name. And vindicate me by your strength. Hear my prayer, O God. Give ear to the words of my mouth. For strangers have risen up against me, and oppressors have sought after my life. They have not set God before them. Selah. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with those who uphold my life. He will repay my enemies for their evil. Cut them off in your truth. I will freely sacrifice to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. For he has delivered me out of all trouble. And my eye has seen its desire upon my enemies. Let's pray. We cling to your truth, O oh God, this day in ways that are truly desperate. Even though we come as children, we realize that we also come as the deer who pants after the water brooks. So our souls pant after you in this season of loss, this season of trouble. And what we believe is an upside down reality. We come asking God that you would give us glimpses of your right side up kingdom today. We cling to you and we thank you. Be with us in this time, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, the thing that has been bothering me most about 
my last interaction with John Kilzer was a question I asked him and the response he gave. I knew that he had had some issues. In fact, he had had a divorce recently. And that's hard. And I texted him. I said, John, I know how to keep my mouth shut. Do you want to talk? By the way, that's a qualifier. You don't just want to talk to anybody. Sometimes you need to talk to somebody who knows how to keep your business to themselves. And he responded, he said, man, I love you, but I'm good. I'm good. Well, he wasn't good. And some of us aren't good. Some of us are going through some things that we need to share. I'll talk about that a little bit later. The two groups of people that I would identify in this equation, number one, those who need to ask this question of someone. Are you okay? Do you need to talk? takes courage to do it because we realize that there are folks who are professionals who do this kind of work for a living and they have training and they have schooling and they have experience and so they know the right questions to ask and know how to probe and to know when not to probe and, and all of that and, and so sometimes we, we get a little nervous about asking that question and I think rightfully but guess what It's all about community. It's all about fellowship. It's all about presence. It's about being there with and for someone, sometimes just listening. So today, we're praying mutually, praying for the courage to ask the question. And the second group are those who need to consider their response to that question, as we mentioned. You know, we answer carefully, but we answer courageously saying, you know what, I may not be qualified, but I've got two ears and I'm willing to listen. I, I think of a lot of things that went through my mind even before I offered to, to talk to John. I've never been divorced. I've never been uh, addicted to substances. And so right away, I just felt, I felt like I didn't, I didn't know what I could bring to that encounter. But I knew in my heart of hearts that it wasn't about me being qualified. But the questions that go through your mind, it's like, man, geez, I don't, they, probably, they probably don't want to be bothered. I just, just leave the person alone. Or maybe I'm not the right person to go and, and speak with them. Maybe the timing isn't right. Maybe... I don't know, I'll just pray for him. That's the safer route, isn't it? Yes, prayer is important, but sometimes we do need to kind of get in people's space. We need to maybe grab them by the lapel, as it were, and say, listen, you've got me, I've got you, let's go sit down and have coffee and at least just be together for a while. Just get you outside of your own head. And if you would look with me briefly at the scripture, 
the pericope presents to us three words I want to bring out in Psalm 54. In verse 3, the word strangers. For strangers have risen up against me. And in the same verse it says, and oppressors have sought after my life. Strangers, oppressors. And then you go down to verse 5 and it says, my enemies, that he'll repay my enemies for their evil. Strangers, oppressors, and enemies. Right away, we think of stuff outside of us. We think of other people. But guess what? I believe John Kilzer would be here today if it weren't for the strangers, oppressors, and enemies within. Some folks, I, I, I was, we, we went to uh, alcohol rehab with one of our kids, and, and one of the things we learned, the lady there who, again, who had been through it, she says, yes, I called them the panel. And they never take a break. They're there waiting for just the right space to, 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 to gibberish something into my ear to, to bring me low or to make me uneasy or unbalanced. These strangers from within, these oppressors, are my enemies. And the thing I want you to notice in verse 4, it says, yes, God is my helper. The Lord is with those who uphold my life. So those of you who are worried about, I don't know that I'm qualified, I don't know that I'm the right person, know this, that God will be with you the minute you decide that you're going to step out on the limb and, and just be there. You, don't, you know what, just like this stand here, you don't have to have a, a degree. You don't have to be a genius. All you just have to have is two legs and just be willing to stand up under someone. Because God is with you when you uphold someone else's life. And little did I know when I texted John, I didn't think about it in this, these terms. I just thought, well, he just needs encouragement. I didn't realize that it was life or death. God is with those who uphold my life. The miracle of the incarnation is that God, who has no limits, God, who is omnipotent, decided to inhabit this fleshly stuff and say, through us, he can do miracles if we're just willing. It, just, it doesn't really have much to do with being qualified. It has to do with being willing. The Lord will uphold those. He's with those who uphold my life. I want to share a quick note that a friend of mine named Vicki uh, shared with me, which she knew that I had lost my dear friend. And, you know, that's the thing as well about clergy, about those of us who are in ministry, you know, we too have feelings and we too go through, you know, lots of stuff, you know. 
And so we need your prayers. And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that you all are praying for these folks who are, who are here serving. But she sent me a text. She had been through recovery before, and, and she said, heartache. She started out with that word. Kirk, addiction is so painful, horrid, and so many beautiful souls suffer with this disease. It shows up with any mind and mood-altering substance or behavior, including overeating, shopping, cigarettes. You could just fill that list out. Man, we really need each other in our individual struggles. And then she said this, pain shared is pain lessened. And I know some of you have been through recovery, you know that phrase. Pain shared is pain lessened. Identifying and not comparing. Loving and not judging. We need to do more of that. John gave his all to those who needed his love most. Kirk, I could go on and on. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Pain shared is pain lessened. I would add here just one caution to say, resist the urge to try and be the savior of someone's pain. We carry the savior into those situations, but it's, it's in, 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 in clay, jars of clay, just completely broken so that God can actually do the work. So be careful not to do it yourself. God can use us mightily, but he is the one that does the work. God has indeed delivered John out of all trouble, but it was not God's will to take John this way. Because in God's perfect will, both John and we would be delivered from trouble. But in this moment, we are left with troubled hearts. And that's not God's will. That trouble will be with us for a while. And so therefore, we are absolutely, actually the ones in need of that encouragement. We are the ones who need each other to help us through these types of, of periods, these seasons. None of us is strong enough to carry the load of living under the sun by ourselves. And I would say that if you're on either extremes of this scenario, then take all this prayerfully. If you're a loner by nature, know that you too need fellowship. If you're more comfortable in crowded rooms with lots of friends and family, know that you need to proceed with a bit of caution God can give you that witness of whom to trust with things that are too heavy to bear alone. Don't automatically trust everybody in the room, but trust somebody and open up. One of the things that John loved is quotes. He John could quote anybody from Nietzsche to Augustine to 
Mother Teresa to Nelson Mandela to Martin Luther King. Raise your hand if you know I'm telling the truth. He, that guy could just, he could just bring it up. It's amazing the mind that this guy had. But another thing that he loved is jazz music. He loved to read and he loved jazz. And so, you know, I thought what might be nice if we close, we're just going to play some jazz. Uh, maybe you'll enjoy it too, but this is for John. Um, this first song, it's, it's one of the ones that I, I don't know to call it a secular song at all. Um, because it's called Someday My Prince Will Come. I'm pretty sure they weren't talking about Jesus. But you know what? Someday our prince is going to come.
Thank you very much. Thank you. That's Hamilton Hardin. Um, just um, a quick commercial to say that Hamilton is the musical director at David Porter's record company. David Porter has a new record company called Made in Memphis Records. And so if you see anything that says Made in Memphis, M-I-M, make sure you buy it, a few copies of it. And uh, so you know, Hamilton can uh, feed those two boys. Um, we are, uh, I just want to make sure that we close on a note that says that while I am human and I question God's um, sometimes things that he allows, you know, and it's just, again, it's just about being human. But at the end of the day, we say that God has spoken let us, the church, say amen. We say so be it. But we will not be the same. We're going to be better. <clears throat> <A flat. laughs>